Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs. And now, let's join our hosts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Spurs News Podcast, the first one of 2019. I can't believe it. I am Sam, and I'm joined, as always, by my friend Matt. How you doing, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Happy New Year. Happy New Year yeah. to you. Happy New Year to you. <laughs> Happy New Year to everybody listening. Um, yeah, well, let's, let's not hang about. Let's get straight into things. Um, we played Wolves. It was at Wembley. We were winning 1-0. Then stuff happened. Oh. We move on! <laughs> <laughs> I guess we've got to talk about it for a little while, haven't we? I, I, I said that it would be brief. <laughs> so so before we started recording, I, I ran past Matt and I said, well, we'll just touch on the Wolves game. There's no point dwelling on it. And uh, and that was that was me. <laughs> that, I'm done. I've got nothing else to say. Um, a lot of people went a bit mental after that game. Um, I, I'm a little bit more measured. Uh, I was annoyed. I think we were all annoyed. Um, but not because I was necessarily angry at anyone individually. Like I wasn't blaming the manager. wasn't even blaming the players. Really, they looked knackered. Um, it was just annoying that that wonderful good feeling we had over Christmas, the end, the end of the year, kind of ended on that sour note. Yeah, and that was it. That was that was it. Really, I was annoyed by that. That was. Well, didn't you drink, well, your, you drink, drink yourself into a bit of a stupor, Sam? Didn't you? Like, yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I got hammered. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Um, so basically, I I I started writing a blog piece, and I because I read all the comments, and I was getting more and more agitated by just how over the top people were being, and I mm. thought, right, I'm going to put all my thoughts down because rather than me stewing on it, I'll lay it all out there. I got about two paragraphs in where. Most of what I've written had rhymed with clucking bell. Um, and I, I suddenly looked at it and thought, you know what, I'm going to have a drink. Yeah. Just have, have a couple of drinks and I'll be fine. I don't know what time I messaged you, but I was plastered. It was, <laughs> like the Spurs chat, I, I just put about 11pm, I think. I was just like, hey, everybody, I'm over it now. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah, I was I was gone. I was in a real good, happy place. But the only problem was I woke up the next day with like a stinging hangover and every newscast with oh. Tottenham. Title challenge ended yesterday. I was like, oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any idea how bad my head hurts? Um, but yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, mate, all I've got to say about it was we just looked knackered. It was a game too far. Um, if we're gonna lay, a, if we're gonna play a blame game, okay, if we're gonna do the let's blame somebody because that's what we have to do now, um, then I blame the club for not bringing in reinforcements in the summer. Yeah, but you know what, Sam? It's a weird one, right? Because I, I was, I was there, right? I was there, yep. okay. And uh, first half. Obviously, Kane, Kane scored that fantastic goal. Wouldn't it? Just? Fe- felt fairly relaxed at half time. Yep. Just sort of, you know, having a chat with uh, the the guy sitting next to me, and we're like, yeah, this all seems quite relaxed. And then the second half, they just came at us. And I don't, yeah. I don't buy personally. Don't buy the tiredness um, excuse because. Ooh, interesting. Because Sam, three days later, ten yeah. ten of those eleven players played again. And yeah. you know we are uh, fair enough. Cardiff were a different proposition, and they didn't. Uh, Cardiff. I mean, I mean, I know we'll talk about the game later, and they just kind of give us the game, you know. But yeah. they, they, if, you know, they, if, if he's happy to play the same, let's say the is, same eleven, right? Well, is he happy or does he not have a choice? Well, he, he could make. He could have made changes. I mean, if if it was tiredness, right? So if if if, if you get to the end of that game. And I know he's come out and said it's because of tiredness, but if it genuinely was, then yeah. there's no way that he would have played ten of those eleven players three days later. And well, and, and and I know I know we've got um, I, I know they're they're the, probably the best eleven at the moment, but there are options. We have got options, you know. And I know we've got a lot of injuries, but there's players on the bench that he could have potentially played, you know. So yeah. I, I I think for me it was. Uh, it was just we for me. I, my 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 personal opinion was it was complacency. Right, we like I said at half time, I'm relaxed. I'm I'm uh, uh, chatting to my, to my friends that you know the, the guys that go the season ticket holders, and in a way, I, I think probably the Spurs players were like in a kind of a relaxed mood. Like you know, we've walloped Everton, we've walloped Bournemouth, we're one nil up. We'll probably go in second half and give put a few more past them, and it just I think complacency complacency come into it with them and mm-hmm. Wolves came out that second half and they were up for it 
and it just complete and we we was like we was we was quite sloppy like you know there was there was some really frustrating times when we like the which is a massive sign of fatigue. Yeah, no, I I agree. Fatigue was there, but I I just I I wonder whether they've kind of because they thought it was going to be an easier ride that second half because it wasn't. Mm. It kind of just threw them, and probably the fatigue that possibly might even have been there against Cardiff was there against Wolves, but it was being it was being um, exposed more because yeah. because Wolves were, 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 were you know were so up for it the second half. I mean, to be fair to them, I came I came away and. Look, you know, I'm I'm normally quite after defeat, especially nowadays mm. with us playing quite well. I never go into a meltdown, do I? For me, it's like, right, no. you know, we've lost the game, fair enough. And I genuinely, I come out, I sit on the train coming home, and I was thinking, look, you know, Wolves deserved it. They 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 bought their hot their full allocation of fans. The first time I've been at Wembley in the games I've been to this season, where I've seen a full a full like away end, you know, they 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 yeah. were there, the whole lot of them. And funny enough, and there was so many. Obviously, it was so full there that when Wolves scored their second and their third, I don't know if this was reported anywhere, so I don't know if you've heard it anywhere before uh, else, but when the second one went in, a Wolves fan in our end started celebrating and started just getting jumped on by loads of our fans. And then when the third one went in, where I was sitting, so I sit by, you know where Kane scored his goal? Obviously I saw four goals, I was behind that goal. When the third one went in, a Wolves fan about 10 rows behind me, obviously in the home end, just started going mad. And he just got absolutely pounced on and I, and I mean like not just scuffle he was getting you know that sort of when someone gets yeah. hit and you hear that that fist to face noise yeah. he was really getting punched by a lot of people Jeez. and and the, and the security the the, the, um, the stewards were kind of grabbing him and he was kind of getting rabbit punched by our fa- it was it was nasty really really nasty like oh, I, as, I as I was coming that. out I was like this feels really nasty you know I, I, the app it, yeah. it's horrible you know and he kind of got the stewards just kind of grabbed him and pushed him out of the stadium and he's gone flying out and then two of his friends who are obviously Wolves fans as well that were with him they've kind of picked him up so that just shows you that they, that they had fans that were, were, were buying home seats you know yeah. so so they had, a, they had a lot they they had a lot of support there so you know what, going back to what I was saying like you know they, they were up for it their fans were up for it and so I thought Do you know what it deserved we, we, sh- we should have beat them at the start of the game that's a game we should have won but at the end of it fair play Wolves like you know every three points you know you, de- you deserved that yeah, um, well, I I didn't want to touch on it this much to be honest with you, but the the do you really you really think fatigue and everything was an excuse because you picked the same players versus Cardiff? Yeah, I I think I think I think the fatigue is is an element, Sam. I think it's an element, but I I think for me, being at the game and watching it, we were too complacent. We just I I felt like. It was all just. This is going to just happen. This is only only wolves. Like you know, we'll we'll go out and we'll smash a few past them. And I think we was kind of um, we we look a bit we looked a bit bamboozled. Like after uh, you know, and and, I, and and you know, you get this feeling, and you put it's the same when you're watching it on TV, I guess. But especially when I was sitting there watching it, I was thinking, I don't. We're not going to one nil. This isn't going to stay one nil. Like I genuinely, I don't want to say it out loud. But they, this isn't gonna, this isn't gonna end. I said, I was thinking, if we get a draw, if they just get one and then we'll get a draw, that'd be far, that I'll take that at the moment, because it was just relentless wolves. It was they were the home side, they were the one, they were the they were the team that were in the top two, top three of the league, not us. You know, it was so weird how they turned that game around, and we just had no answers. We had no answers, and probably yeah, probably fatigue had, a, had a, like with the sloppiness that probably came into it, but yeah. that was part of the bigger picture, which which for me was just their kind of we, we, this is you know this is an, an, another easy one. Mm. Okay, all right, um, yeah, all right. Well, we we shall move on. So, like I said, I didn't want to. Yeah, sorry, mate. I've, I've, t- no. I've told you quite a lot, haven't I? <laughs> no, well, it's fine. I mean, to be honest with you, you caught me completely off guard because um, the the fatigue thing and the tiredness, I. I genuinely didn't think it was sort of a, a dispute, really. I, I didn't think it was sort of a matter of opinion. I thought that was kind of obvious. But I, I see what you mean by the players being complacent. And, yeah, I mean, that does happen. You, It's the worst thing in the world. In sport, momentum's massive. And I, I've played uh, rugby to a certain level. And I remember we smashed the team by about 60 points at the start of a season once. Yeah. And then we drew them in a cup semi-final. And we were just, you know, 
so arrogant going into it. I don't even think I trained. I think I took the week off, you know. I know this sounds awful. I was like, oh, I don't, you know, this is going to be a walkover. And we were 30 points down at half time. Oh, jeez. And you try and turn that around. It is so difficult when you're, I mean, we... uh, by pure luck, they had a player sent off, and we we managed to scrape over the line by like two points. Oh, nice! But <laughs> I have never been. I I've never. I was the captain of the side. I've never given a team talk at halftime more confused in my life. <laughs> I was just, where the hell did this come from? We were, we demolished this. Like, and you know, and it wasn't just that season. We played them every year, and we ripped them apart every year. You know? and it just. This one game, we went into it so arrogant mm. that it could, so that does it does happen. And at halftime, like you said, we just demolished two teams. Halftime, we'd played well. Yeah, we, we did. Just, first we off, we were just yeah. in control of the game. Yeah. You know, we hadn't had to really step out of second gear. And it's something I've mentioned to you a few times when I watch us play. I think the biggest enemy to us is that we're in second gear. Yeah. And if the other opposition just somehow you know one goes in off someone's ass or something, then we're. Mm we're in a bit of trouble here yeah. because momentum shifts and we suddenly need to go up through the gears. Yeah. Um, now, it could be that, but the thing, I, I'm not a massive, you know, there's these real detailed stat people out there. Now, the only stats I ever really listen to is Matt's stats on the Spurs <laughs> News podcast. No, but genuinely, it's like goals, you know, stuff like that. They're, they're kind of key things for me. They're the sort of ones I look over. But I did get see a lot of stuff shared on our players and their uh heat maps and runnings and stuff like that and sprints during the game basically in the second half against Wolves our entire team is the worst uh, I say the worst, the worst is the wrong word but the least they moved the least they ran sprints, tracked back of any game under Pochettino that's really strange, since he became manager so including when he inherited the squad of like Adebayor and stuff like that now you can put that down to I see. I I can't. I can't put that down to anything other than the fact they were just dead. And when you think about Sissoko and Winks, have basically played as a midfield axis non-stop. Now the other thing that I know is that going into the Cardiff game, they didn't train. Pochettino does double training sessions pretty much every day. He gave them all time off. Oh really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, he, mm. he literally just went, yeah, if you're coming back from injury, you train, you got the academy, loads of the academy players were called up to make up the numbers, but if they played in that Wolves game, if they were there in the second half, just time off. See, that's, just yeah. See, that's the thing, Sam, I didn't know that, and now I do yeah. know that, it's it, it's kind of made me think a little, because I, 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 I kind of base a lot of that, my opinion, on the fact that yeah. the Cardiff game, I, look, I know that... Uh, Cardiff gave gave us. They didn't really give us a, really well, much of a game. It was just like they almost like yeah, just took their trousers about, down and bent over for us. Yeah, didn't think they? about the second half in that game. We were very slow in that yeah, second half yeah, as well. Yeah. Um. You know, if we hadn't have been free, think about it, if we'd been three 0 up against Wolves, it's quite possible they'd have mm. come out in the second half. Look, that's damage limitations. Yeah, but one nil. Yeah. Did, yeah. Yeah. Because Cardiff did. Cardiff came at the second mm. half. Just went look. They've got the capacity to make this 8-0. Yeah, don't let don't, it happen. Yeah, let's just keep it as um, it is. So, yeah. yeah, so they just shut up shop. And mm. Wolves, possibly, at Wembley, might have had that same attitude if we'd managed to grab a second or third. Mm. But because it was 1-0, they went, come on, lads, this is Tottenham. Yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> you know, is good you Alex know what I mean? He basically went, you know, we've come back, especially with what happened at their ground. We were 3-0 up and they came back and nearly drew. Mm. So he's probably said to them at half-time, you get a goal, yeah. we can turn this round. Mm. And he, their manager said afterwards, their whole game plan was hoping that they we would run ourselves out. Mm. Mm. So at half time, you probably said to them, "They're knackered. Yeah. Go for it. You know, mm. you've got nothing. That you lose this game, no one's going to go. Oh, walls were crap. Yeah. But you go for it, and you get something. Everyone's going to be. You know, this is a chance. And that's what they did. And to me. Like I said, I, I'm not into this blame culture thing. If you're going to blame anyone, yeah, maybe we're our squad depth. But I, I genuinely looked at it. And Pochettino, the, the one thing he did in that game, which I was kind of surprised at, is he was about to bring Skip on before they equalised. Yeah. And he stopped it. And I kind of, I'm kind of wondering why he did that. Because he was going to bring him on for Sissoko, who basically, the guy's run himself into the ground non-stop. And... He stopped it, and he obviously stopped it thinking, damn, they've equalised, I need my more experienced senior players on the pitch. Mm. But to me, the reason why we were just backtracking all the time, the reason why we couldn't keep the ball is because the guys were just out. You know, like think about how many passes were kind of over-hit or under-hit and just kind of 
just sloppy. And it was remember at the start of the season, like every game we were watching, me and you would come on the podcast and just be like, "What's going frustrating, on?" Frustrating, really yeah, frustrating. The, the, yeah, the passes are like yeah. all over the place, and mm. and it it was like that again. It was weird, but anyway, like I said, I don't want to do it too much because we could absolutely drive yeah. ourselves potty with that. <laughs> um, but we do have a bit of fun now. So um, we mentioned it on the podcast last week, the last one of 2018, that I had a theory of what's happened to Sissoko. My theory is that Sissoko has a twin brother. Uh, I believe I said his name was Dave. Um, And Dave, for the last two years, has been showing up the training, playing games for Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, but Musa has decided after his prolonged break following Euro 2016, he wants to play football again, and that's the guy we now have back playing. Now, since I launched my theory, um, I believe you've been working on one yourself? Yeah, I have been working on one, yeah. And it's, and it's brought about a new feature on the Spurs new podcast, and that is, what the hell's going on with Sissoko? Okay, Matt, bring your theory. Right, this is my theory, Sam, okay? Right, so... um, Everyone's listening. So, about six months ago, okay, Pochettino, um, Mauricio Pochettino was put in contact uh, via a mutual friend with a sports scientist, a German guy called called Dr. Hans Felgenhauer, okay? Okay. Now, Dr. Hans has been studying DNA extraction and insertion uh, uh, for about the last 10, 15 years. He's been working on it, and he's worked out a way... Of basically taking DNA from somebody uh, and for, for the, like their ability, their sports ability, and put it into somebody else and give them their ability, right? Okay. Yeah. Now, my theory is that the DNA. So Pochettino said, "Yep, I'm up for this, Hans. Let's 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 do a bit of this because we need to we need to work on Sizoko. Nothing's worked. He's been useless for the last two and a half years. We've got to basically get this guy to my level. I've, all my training techniques haven't worked. You're my yeah. last hope." Okay. Yeah. So he's uh, Dr. Hans Felgenhayer took some uh, DNA, extracted some DNA from uh, Eric Dyer and Musa Dembele. Okay, and <laughs> put it into Musa Sissoko, right? And that's why he's become the player he has. Now, what backs up my theory? Okay. Yep. Now, both Dyer and Dembele, right? We haven't seen them recently, have we? This okay, is been, true. Yeah. They've been missing. Now, Dyer. We've been told, and I can't, you won't see it, obviously it's a podcast, but I'll do it in um, air commas. He's had his yeah. appendix out, okay? And that's what they like to tell oh, us, right? I see, yeah. Now, what's actually happened is Dyer and Dembele are basic. they've not been as good as, as they have been in the past, in, especially in the last six months as well. So yeah, they've lost. What, what, what Dr. Hans Felgenheim didn't realise is when he takes a DNA out of a player, they lose a bit of their ability. It doesn't reproduce, okay? So... They've they've not been the players that they were, and basically uh, Pochettino has said to to the doctor, look, Eric Dyer, I need my Eric Dyer back. You know, I've lost him. At the beginning of the season, he's been useless. So this operation is actually to put some back in to kind of bring him to that level of player that he was in the past, you know. So that's why both Dembele and Dyer have been injured and been telling us all these different things. Really, it's all about this this operation that's gone slightly wrong, but has, has helped... Uh, Musa Sinzoko. <laughs> what do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Brilliant. It's got to be, isn't it? It's got to be. And I've got evidence Mate, to back it up. <laughs> it all makes perfect sense now you've said it. I mean, I don't know how we haven't put these two and two together no, before. No, I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying so hard not to laugh towards the end of that. I, it was the bit about reinserting DNA into somebody, and I was gone. I was there. Were, there was there were some images don't, don't, of going on. Don't ask me how it's done, Sam, because I don't know that part. No, of it. no, no, no. Please, and I don't want any theories on that either. Um, okay. Um, thank you uh, right. for that. Um, I, I believe we we could be on to something. Yeah, for more theories are. on the mystery that is Sissoko, uh, listen next week. Um, <laughs> we're now going to talk about the Cardiff game. Um, uh, we demolished them 3 0. Uh, could have been more, probably should have been more. Uh, Cardiff offered absolutely nothing. Oh. Um, they were 
beyond crap, to be honest. I think that's the worst team I've seen in the Premier League for many a year. I hope they go down. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, for two reasons. One, they offered nothing. And two, I cannot stand Neil Warnock. Yeah, I can't either. Um, there I are can't. very few people in this world who I genuinely want look at and think, I want to hit him. <laughs> Um, Alan Titchmarsh is one don't ask me why he just got a face I want to hit and Neil Warnock Um, I mean I want to set fire to Sol Campbell but I mean that's that's different to hitting someone in the face but yeah genuinely I I cannot I don't know why and then all of a sudden we're going into this game and the Pratt opens his mouth and I think oh yeah that's why Mm. now I remember because majority of the time you, you don't hear from him because obviously we're not playing him I don't have any interest in what Cardiff are doing so I don't have any interaction. So when our game came around with them, I was thinking, I hate that guy, but I can't put my finger on why. And like I said, he opened his mouth and I was like, oh yeah. That's why. <laughs> now I remember. I mean, oh, Richie uh, Pochettino should definitely join Man United. Oh. Followed by Tottenham should play all their games at Wembley in their new stadium because it's an advantage to others. Um, Harry Kane to fulfill, you know, he had an opinion on everything and the practice, Oh, mate, I just want to smack him in the mouth. And beating them 3-0 wasn't good enough. You know, we needed yeah. to beat them 10-0. <laughs> uh, Kane needed to take a dump on the centre circle. You know, I I can't... Oh, couldn't stand them. He's just got and, this, he's got this yeah. passive aggressiveness about him, hasn't he? Don't you think? He's like... Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Weird. See, I'm not. I'm not passive. I, I would hit him. It's not a passive... Yeah, it's I, not I, passive review. <laughs> Yeah, I can't do the passive aggressive thing. I just, it's going to be aggressive. Just shut up! Yeah, bang. Um, I mean, I'd go to jail. I mean, the guy's seventy. You didn't all deck a seventy-year-old. But I swear to God, people would go. Actually, yeah, that was probably valid. That was. Yeah, yeah that was probably fair. <laughs> but anyway, I, I can't. Um, just focusing on the gang. Then, I mean, I think you can only beat what's in front of you. And I think the guys won the game. And I, I believe genuinely now. They just completely went. Look, three 0 up. We need to. We got a lot of games still to come. Mm. <laughs> not mm. the ball about, and we did. I mean, um, again, I'm not massive on stats, but someone pointed out our sequences of passes in that second half uh, outdid everybody else in the league this season so far. God, <laughs> um, we were like linking together like forty to fifty odd Jesus. passes, and it was. <laughs> but Cardiff offered nothing. We were just knocking it around like way, way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the players were pretty much doing olays themselves. Um, it was. It was a bit of a nothing game because Cardiff offered nothing. Uh, I, I I would say, though, we still had two instances where Hugo Lloris saved us. Mm, yeah. Um, and that is the biggest thing, and we mentioned it a little earlier. When you are winning that comfortably, you know, football's still a game where someone could just hit a shot from 30-odd yards and find the top corner, you know, and then all of a sudden you're like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. Um, but we were so comfortable that every now and again they'd, like, get the ball and do something, and you'd be like, oh, bloody hell, when they nearly scored. How did that happen? <laughs> um, and then we'd have the ball again for, like, an half hour. <laughs> you know, just, yeah, it was one of them games, yeah. wasn't it? I, I just, it, it's funny because, um, like, it was dead and buried, wasn't it, after the, the, yeah, the Sunny's yeah, goal? Was, yeah, but, I know you sort of saying you sort of touched on saying how it should have been more, and I've seen a lot on social media. A lot of Spurs fans are quite upset that it should that they wanted it to be more. But yeah, I, I mean, it's, worried it's, about that. yeah, it's one of them things, isn't it? Where if you hadn't have watched the game, if you just you just mm. found out the score, say you was out or something, and you yeah. found out the score afterwards, yeah, three 0 I'm happy with that, and I oh, appreciate three 0 away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and 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 I think when when you when you're watching it, I understand it like. You want to be entertained, don't you? Whether you're at the game or watching it on TV, yeah. you want to be entertained. And when you when you see three goals going in the first half, you kind of almost expect some more to go in the second half, don't you? You think, well, they made it so easy the first half, then like you know, we, we should see two or three more. But you're right. I think, especially now, I've got a more more of an understanding with with with, with the tiredness aspect yeah. of it. I, I think they just took the, they 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 took their foot off the gas. But they were allowed to take their foot off the gas. If Cardiff, exactly, if, yeah. if Cardiff had raised their game, like Cardiff had nothing to lose, and I, pr- I appreciate that. You know, I know we said it with, with the Wolves game how it was only one nil, so there was more yeah. to play for. But even so, even so, they're at home, aren't they? Like, yeah. even if they'd scored one or two and made the game interesting, but they, was, they were offering well, nothing. It's another reason why I can't stand Neil Warnock, and uh, I mean, there was a 
Pratt Cardiff fan who had a sign saying "Hands off Neil Warnock." Oh, that's right. that surely's got to be a joke, wouldn't it? That's got to be a joke, surely. I mean, I think he wanted to get on TV because it was on Sky. You knew Sky Sports would show it yeah. because you know Sky Sports are who they are. I I just generally watched and. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, it was a nothing game. We won it comfortably. I get that when you were 3-0 up after like half an hour, you kind of want the team to push on and be ruthless. But I think right now, them conserving themselves a little bit makes more sense. We got the FA Cup coming up. We got the League Cup semi-final first leg. Then we got Man United in the league. Yeah. And that the build-up to that Man United game is going to be hell. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be press hell yeah, the yeah. players are going to be through the ringer every interview is going to be about one thing uh there's going to be no avoiding it for that game every other game the press officer quite rightly has gone oi we're talking about Tramir sharp yeah or oi we're talking about the man united game he's going to be like ah oh, damn it you can't shut up can <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 it's, it's going to be a bit like so <laughs> everybody yeah, go on then <laughs> Yeah, go on, and this is your week, you know. Make hay when the sun shines, and they're gonna, they're it's gonna yeah. be crap. But we all know it, so we need to be ready for it. But um, the Cardiff game, I don't think there's anything else to say about it. We we won three nil away, and I think that's what people need to take from that. You know, just we won three nil away from home, and we got back on track. When when we lose games now, we tend to bounce back, and I think that's a really important thing. Mm. And I, um, I, I think yeah. I think the thing at the moment, Sam, as well, is that the fact that we, you know, we, we're not drawing, we're either winning or losing. Yeah, you can you can afford the odd defeat. I mean, like if if we'd have like if we'd have drawn, isn't it weird? Yeah, but you kept you kept it's so weird, isn't it? <laughs> but if if we'd have like so, for example, like last last that season that we um, that we we pushed Leicester, uh, yeah. I think. In my mind, the, the closest Whoa. we've come to winning it in the last three I, years. I was sure you were going to say put the pressure on them. Put the pressure on them. Oh, don't. It's, I hate that as much as I hate that word, that our team, with the way at the end. I can't even bear, bear saying it. It <laughs> me so much. But, but, that, but that season, we, we had, I think it was when we had 40, so before the Wolves game, it was yeah. 19 games played and we had 45 points, didn't we? And then yeah. uh, in the... Uh, um, when we when in that season when we when we pushed Leicester close we had thirty five after nineteen games, yep. so all the, uh, so, and and we was having a great season like we're having now, but because we when you draw five or six so if you if you take five or six of our wins that we've had this season mm-hmm. and put them as draws, that like say five draws say five of those wins put them as draws that's 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 ten points less than what we have yeah I know so it's, it's so mad, so, you, so you can afford you can afford like although. Although don't get me wrong, I was upset that we lost to Wolves, and I wish we hadn't. You can take you can take it if if we win if we all we're doing is winning, then you can yeah. accept an odd defeat because yeah. because you're not drawing games. So it's yeah it's weird, but at the same time yeah like you know this is this this a kind of a, we can we can have that odd defeat. So yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of all or nothing. It's famine yeah. or yeah, that's how it, yeah, that's how it feels. It's really weird. It's, it's, it's certainly been a laugh. I know that. But, um, <laughs> I know we're coming up to it now. It's the time that all podcast fans are waiting for, and it's time for Matt's stats. And now it's time for Matt's stats on the Spurs News Podcast. Awesome, mate. Right, so talking about the, um, the the draws then, so now it's now just the ninth time in the Premier League history that a team has gone 21 games or more into a season. Also, I think it's actually in the competition history. Would that be Premier League? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, competition history, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. That uh, a team has gone twenty-one games or more into a season without drawing. It's Ooh. it's so so bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, I agree. We can't like it's it's what one of those. I think PSV is the only other team in all the leagues, aren't they? That are, yeah, haven't drawn a game. Yeah. yeah, and and we drew with them. In your yeah, yeah which is really isn't that weird, just the isn't weirdest yeah, yeah. bit of irony ever? You couldn't make it up, could you? If that was in a no. book, you'd be like, "That's not real." Yeah, how stupid is that? That's stupid, you yeah. expect us to believe that sort of thing that if you saw in Championship Manager when you were playing, it's asked, oh, "Why it's so bloody unrealistic?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So after that, uh, in that Cardiff game, um, 
I think this stat everybody knows. Anyone who watched the game anyway would know this. But um, yep. Kane, so Kane uh, scored against Cardiff, didn't he, on the yep. on New Year's Day? Which means he's now scored against every opponent he's faced in the Premier League. So he's, <laughs> he's faced twenty-eight clubs, and he's scored against all twenty-eight. He's the yep. he's the only player in the Premier League competition's history that can yep. boast such a record against at least 25 opponents. Yep. So he's top, and then behind him is... Uh, I mean, we won't use a bleeping machine, but I'll, no. you know, Thierry Henry. Terry. Uh, Terry, Terry, Terry Henry, yeah. He scored 34 at a 30, he scored against 34 of the 35 clubs he's paced and faced. Aguero scored against 31 of the 32. And then you've got a couple of the old boys. Cole scored against 38 of the yeah. 40. And Shearer scored against 37 of the 39 he faced. So, yeah, I love Shearer, yeah. But he, I love Shearer as well because he, he, he says nice things about us, doesn't he? So <laughs> he's, he's, on, he's on my nice list at the moment. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm always for people who say nice things. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Right, so when, when he scored uh, that goal as well, Kane, uh, he's now... Uh, broken another record well not broken another he's joined uh, a couple of other players on, on the record so um, no player has scored more than his five goals on New Year's Day uh, and the two players that have, this, have got the same record with him are Andy Cole and Steven Gerrard so oh. he's got yeah. another what another five or six seven eight years to score one more and he breaks breaks another yeah. record so on, on New Year's Day goals what yeah New Year's goal yeah it's just it's mad isn't it you know he, he seems to be breaking records every week yeah, it's just, it's yeah, so it feels like every season he sort of surpasses stuff, and and um, it's very easy to overlook just how great a player he is yeah. because we're I, I dare say we're all kind of used to him now. And he, yeah, we are. He scores yeah. a goal, and it's like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's what he does. <laughs> you know, he he has to kind of smash one in from thirty-five yards with his weak foot, like against <laughs> wolves, for us all to go bloody hell. That wasn't bad, was he's alright, he? he's alright, that yeah. kid, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, we ought to keep him. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, sorry, mate. Yeah, cool. No, that's all right, mate. I've just got one final stat, and it's uh, relating to yep. the uh, Cardiff game as well. So we've won all four um, Premier League games now. We've we've uh, faced against Cardiff, so we've got a hundred percent record against them. And the only yep. there's only two clubs that have got a better hundred percent record against a club, and that's Man City, who've scored every time they played Bournemouth, which is seven times. Poor Bournemouth, yeah. <laughs> that's terrible. What it? You played them seven times, right. they wallop you seven times. I think we've oh, we've yeah. we've only drawn it. We've beaten them every time. I think we drew nil nil, didn't we? But apart from that, we wallop oh, them yeah. every time, don't we? And then, yeah. uh, unfortunately, Arsenal they're they're above us. Well, they're, every time they played Reading, they played them six times, and they've beaten them all six times as well. So, but we're third on that list, so we're not doing too badly. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. We, we, we um, don't we don't want Cardiff to get relegated, so we can smash them again and see if we can overtake uh, Arsenal. I, I can't be honest, mate. No, let them get relegated. <laughs> get I want releg- to see Leeds. I want to see Leeds back in the Premier yeah, League. I, I miss Leeds. Yeah, I, I do. love Ellen Road. Yeah. Did you ever get to go to Ellen Road? I, ha- I haven't. No, but they they, uh, you, they belong in the Premier place. League. Yeah, I mean it's probably a shithole now, <laughs> but um, it used to be a really great proper football ground proper football so, ground yeah yeah yeah. no I liked Ellen Road and Leeds were always a team that I quite liked I was always a bit sad what happened to them yeah. Leeds were very much a cautionary tale that everyone yes. needs to remember absolutely um, so the FA Cup uh, we go to Tramier t- uh, tomorrow night as we record this which is the 3rd January Thursday um, tomorrow night we face Tramier away uh, ooh, FA Cup away tie lower league we're going to be resting players. Uh, Pochettino press conference today confirmed that both Dembele and uh, Vertonghen are back training, but not able to play this game. He did kind of hint they might be available for Chelsea. Oh, that's good. By the way, that I mean, even if they were both just able to make the bench, that would be kind of a big boost. Mm. But um, he, Lamella's out. Uh, he's recovered from his calf injury, but is now ill. Um, mm. So perhaps he's having some DNA reinserted. I don't know. <laughs> but that that sounded so wrong. Uh, Serge Aurier is back and available for selection. Um, and the other two were Dyer and Wanyama. Both still out. No return dates. Both are on the field in training though. So that's good. Yeah, good news. Uh, he he said that Harry Kane would be in the squad. Whether he starts or not, he doesn't know. I mean, I imagine he's going to want to try and field a slightly weakened side if he can. I'd like to see Skip start because he's gone in socks. Um, 
but I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. A fair few academy players have trained with the first team. What, what, what would you like? I mean, I know people go, you've got to go full strength, it's the FA Cup, but then Tuesday we play Chelsea in the semi-final of the League Cup, so... What do you think, mate? Yeah, you're right. And it's not just that. Then we've got Man United on that weekend. The games are coming yep. and fast, aren't they? Yep. I, I think uh, him playing that squad he did, uh, that team he did against, that first level against Cardiff, for me, confirms that he's going to rest a lot of the players. Um, I think so, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I can see Kane being on the bench. I mean, Kane wants to play every single game, but at some yeah. point he's got to rest, hasn't he? Yeah, Lorraine, he's, he's apparently. And, uh, sorry to, to interrupt you because this always makes me laugh. He's apparently an asshole when he sat on the bench. Oh, I bet, yeah. Someone, bet someone said yeah. the other day. Apparently, he don't shut up, and he is constantly saying, "Shall I go warm up? Shall, shall <laughs> I?" Yeah, I was <laughs> uh, um, just reading this thing about it. There was someone, uh, someone who's in the press. Apparently, when one of the stadiums, the press are sat just above where the bench are. Okay, it might be Wembley, perhaps. Perhaps it's Wembley because that's why they can say they see it so often. And if he's ever on the bench, he's like a fidgety git. I bet. Yeah. So you sort of yeah. get the impression, you know, like we've questioned those. Why is he bringing Kane on? We're like four nil up. Why yeah. is he bringing him on? Yeah. Perhaps that's it. He's done <laughs> his head in for Deal the entire <laughs> game. Like, all right, fine, just go on, just shut up. Do you know? So, it reminds. Yeah. Me when I've got my daughter, my four-year-old daughter, yeah. I'm like, I can deal with yeah. her in short periods, but at some yeah. point I'm like, go away, and that's probably what they yeah. do with me. Just yeah. go that's on probably what it is. I'll, I'll just put him on. Just put him on. Just, just shut him up. Shut him up. Yeah, just... I mean, I love him the bit, so I think sometimes he does need protecting from himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That just that just my sorry, that just reminded me. It's, uh, a thought was, uh, um, reminded me of something that happened in the Cardiff game. Mm. Uh, you watched it, didn't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. What did you make of Dem- uh, Deli Ali's reaction when he got substituted off? He really, it was a real uh, kind of. He he missed two chances. Um, he was really frustrated with himself. Right, I it was think. himself he was frustrated with. I think so. Yeah. I think he was. I think obviously. See, I never mind players being annoyed when they're taken off because I think he came off that game thinking. I haven't played very well. Mm. I'm really aggravated. Yeah. I should have scored that one. I should have scored that one. Do you remember that touch where he took down that ball? And That's right. Yeah. The f- yes. And then and then we're all expecting him just to hit it, and then he didn't. He just kind of hesitated and then stumbled and. Yeah, that's right. But um, yeah. yeah, it just wasn't his day, and I think he came off just aggravated. There was yeah. one where King pulled it back, and it could have gone to Sonny or Delhi. I think Sonny probably should have left it to Delhi, but in the form he's in, of course, Sonny's mm. going to take it on. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think he was just aggravated. Uh, you know, he's just signed a new contract. Sit down, shut up, Dylan. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> we got you. We we got to be nice to Ericsson at the moment. Yeah, we got you. really nice. You're, yeah. you're sorted. <laughs> yeah, but Christian, oh, oh buddy, oh pal, oh, oh love of our life. We love yeah. you. Yeah, we love you, buddy. Um, we love you. Please stay. Right. Please sign a contract. Yeah. Um, just before we move on to the fan question, there was something I, I shared earlier on. I don't know if you've had time to read it yet. Um, basically, Oliver Kay, who's a sports journalist, has written a piece just on the title race. Okay. Um, and he said, never has the margin forever at the top been smaller. And there was just one paragraph I want to read to everybody listening because I think it sums up where we are and it, it sums up something quite nicely. It says, a statistic to try to digest before tonight's mouth-watering clash at the Etihad. Only once in Premier League history has a team with at least 15 wins from their first 20 games, failed to win the title. And yet, going into this game, Liverpool, Manchester City and Tottenham have that record. So for the first time ever, two teams are going to not win with that record. So in the Premier League era... It goes on. He's gone it back over to the first division as well. You can go back like several decades and it'd be the same. But yeah, just focusing on the Premier League era, only once has that happened before. Wow. Um, so yeah, Liverpool, Man City and Tottenham boast this record that the majority of the time, only once, we would be going on to win the league. Mm. I'm See, getting sick of hearing that. Uh, <laughs> do, do, do you know what as well, Sam? Isn't it so frustrating that... Any, not any other season, but I can probably think of there probably there must be at least a dozen seasons where we would be top at the moment. Yeah, you know, yeah, clear yeah. top. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. anyway. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's. Uh, it's not focused on it. Yeah, we're just going to cut the podcast in a minute. Everyone's for me and Matt can have a quick try, and then we'll be right back. Uh, but all joking aside, it's now time for the fan questions from our Facebook page. 
And now it's time for your comments directly from our Facebook page. Okay, buddy. So we've had a few today. Awesome. Um, we didn't get any on Instagram. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of pleased about that. Yeah, I can that. imagine you're relieved. I, I struggle. I struggle with the Instagram ones simply because they don't have people's real names. And I swear, and I know you said it last week. I swear, at some point, some smart ass is going to comment with something rude, and I don't have a clue. And I'm just going to read it out, you know, like, oh, and here's a comment from Mr. Wayne Kerr. Uh, Wayne Kerr has said, oh, damn it, the hell. damn it. Yeah, it'd be like Jimmy used to watch The Simpsons when he when Bart used to phone yeah. up the path guy. Yeah, I, I listened to the radio. Uh, Chris Moyles on Radio X. And Chris Moyles does a thing called Toby Lerone, okay. which is basically like a Toby Lerone. And so right. people will text in radio stations and sign it off Toby Lerone or cool. something stupid like that. And people like, or Carly Whirly, so like instead of Curly Whirly, <laughs> and DJs read it out and then he plays it out on his show. And yeah, so I'm, I'm a bit like that. I'm sort of reading some of these Instagram names thinking, all right, what does that mean? I'm being done here. <laughs> Yeah, that is the general thing. So, the first comment on here is from Linton Ford. Hello, Linton. Happy New Year. How big a bellend is Neil Warnock? And can you think of a worse manager to be in charge of our team? Um, Yes, I'm not a fan of Neil Warnock. We've discussed this, so I'll put this to Matt. Matt, how big of a bellend is Neil Warnock? Yeah, on a scale of 1 to 10, he's beyond 10, I think. Yeah, he's Big Ben-style bellend. Okay. Uh, we now have John Coberman. John says, Pock saying he's not going anywhere soon, plus the Ericsson contract. Um, uh, I don't think, we discussed this before, and I think it's going to be a repetition thing. Uh, there's no reason at all for Pock to say anything, because he needs to keep his options open. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's not, you know, he's not going to. Uh, with regards to Ericsson, today in the press conference, the manager was asked, and the manager, again, straight bat, said... I don't know anything. It's between him and the club. He's he's working hard. He loves it here, but you know he he's got to do what's right for him. And it, none of us know what the negotiations are. There's a lot of rumours flying around. Um, the main rumour was right the way from the summer is that it was done. Him and Delhi, it was done and fine. It just hadn't been signed off. And the thing that kept coming out was Ericsson's agents wanted to put a release clause in. And Spurs don't like doing that, no. um, for obvious reasons. As we've experienced with the Toby situation. <laughs> yeah, just don't want to do it. And so the the talks just kept rambling on. And it's kind of like one of those things where, you know, you want to pay him 150 grand a week. He could get double that in Spain. Um, so we want, okay, we'll accept 150 grand a week, but you've got to put in a buyout clause. And the club are like, we'll give you 150 grand a week plus a Jermaine Genus bobblehead. No buyout clause. <laughs> You know, imagine imagine trying to negotiate with Daniel Levy. Yeah. Now imagine trying to negotiate with him whilst he's busy doing something else. <laughs> it's impossible. Like uh, Daniel, we need to talk contracts. Sorry, uh, I'm I'm doing some electrics at the minute. You know. Yeah. You know, I'm currently shouting at an electrician. I'll call you back. So, um, I think the minute the stadium opens we're going to see a lot of contract movement. That's yeah. that's just me from a lot of stuff I've read that's been written, a lot of things that are rumoured about, and I genuinely believe that. Now, I could be proven wrong, so if I am, you can all laugh at me, but I genuinely believe the minute the stadium opens, Daniel Levy is going to go, right, I'm having a week off, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, then, and then he'll come back, and all of a sudden we're going to see stuff really move. But, yeah, I think so, yeah. We'll have to wait and see. Okay, the next one is uh, from Neil Rowett. Uh, Pock, are you staying at Spurs beyond this season? Do you reckon he's asking us? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know him personally, so I can't no. give you an answer, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah. Go on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hang on, hang on. I'll do my best impression. Really? Go uh, on. Yes, I am so very happy. Yes, so very happy. Yes. yes. I like it. I like yeah. it. So very happy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I That's... think the I think the thing is with with I know you've just you've touched on it a minute ago, yeah. but he he's 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 never gonna, and we spoke about it last week in the podcast as well, didn't we? But yeah. he's he's never gonna like he hopefully will stay yeah. and we but, want him but, to stay. But, but why would he rule out? Yeah, you know, exactly. Why would anyone yeah. rule that out? Yeah, exactly. And that's the cold hard reality of it, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And we all got to kind of move on, really, because otherwise yeah. we won't. But at the moment. 
he's so very happy. Yeah. He's so very happy. Uh, that's dedicated to Dan, who is one of our admins, by the way. Me and Dan, when we win a game, we listen to the post-match, just waiting for Pop to say, I am so very happy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I've just probably upset a lot of people with that impression, so I'll move on. It's a good one, mate. <laughs> Thank you. I was proud of it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get enough credit for my impressions. No. Um, I do an impression of a pirate every week. I, I actually talk like this, dear boy. I was going to say, I was about to say, yeah, you talk, you've got the same accent as me. You just put that Bristolian accent on, don't you, for the I podcast? I do, yeah. <laughs> it's just for the podcast, and no one ever compliments me. It's they don't, do that, yeah. Uh, so, Matt Hope. Uh, hello, Matt. Happy New Year. He says, nothing from me. All right, fine. Cheers, Matt. Oh, no, hang on. <laughs> he's gone on. Uh, content, despite the Wolves match. Don't talk about the Wolves match. Sorry, we, we ended up getting stuck on that. Mm. Uh, actually, maybe Spurs News should do fantasy football next year. Yeah, I was going to do it this year. And to be honest, I forgot. So, um, yeah, blame me. It was completely my fault. I suggested everyone went, that's a great idea. And then, I, I, yeah, time went by. So, yes, we will. We will do that. That will happen. Uh, Marty Ost has put a couple of things. Uh, The first one is, the more I think about it, the more I reckon that Ericsson will either leave this summer or enter his final year in a contract by signing. What are your thoughts on this? I'll go to you first, Matt. Uh, Marty thinks he's off. I, I, I don't think. I personally don't think that Ericsson would do that. I, and this is just my kind of my feeling towards his personality, probably more than anything. He doesn't strike me as a kind of um, oh, see. I, I wouldn't call out a player who done that as, as who does that charlatan. But you know, he kind of he seems kind of like quite. His family life seems quite quiet, doesn't he? And I can imagine he doesn't probably want that. Like I, I get the feeling he probably likes to be quite settled in his life, you know. Yeah. So I, I can imagine that he'd either like go, well, I'll, I'll, he'll sign a new contract, or he'll just say, look, I want to go and play for Barcelona. You know, I, yeah. I, I can't, I can't see him going down that that route. It's just that how I, he doesn't he doesn't strike me as that sort of person. No, no, this is yeah. true. Now, there is a quote from Christian Eriksen which has been dug up by the press today. Yeah. Um, Are you going to prove I... me completely wrong now for what I just said? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just going to say the, the problem is when this quote gets read out today in the context of the stories, it isn't good. All right? Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, from uh, April 2014, Christian Eriksen said, I have a dream and a secret plan in my head for my career, but I keep it to myself. Right now, I live in the moment and enjoy the success I have. Now, at the time he said that, I remember a lot of people were just like, oh, great, we're a stepping stone. Cheers then, brilliant. Mm. Now, since then, he's gone on and been brilliant for us. And he obviously has a love for the club, for the team, and he has a love for the manager. Now, I know this is probably going to shit people up even more, but I genuinely believe with the manager still at Spurs, Christian Eriksen is still at Spurs. If that changes, I think we've got a problem beyond Ericsson. I think we've got a bigger problem. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's okay. Um, it's actually going to be a real club thing, which is if a deal isn't agreed by the summer and one of the Spanish teams are willing to give us 100 to £150 million for him and he's not signing a new deal, we got a decision to make. Yeah. I, I mean, as much as I'd be gutted to see him go... You know what can we do if 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 he wants to go then yeah yeah and that's it I mean players come and go the club's still here yeah um, that's the I, thing, I mean so. it, it, just at the moment though I I do feel like everything's on hold I I do think the stadium things it just needs to kind of click in we get in there we start playing the fans feel that atmosphere again I I genuinely feel that they're not feeling the love from the fans right now and it's because mm. it's impossible to generate it at Wembley yeah and I think get back home all of a sudden feel like they did when they were at White Hart Lane yeah. and and then, then offer them a new deal, you know? Don't, don't you just, like, we, we, I always, when I think about that last season on White Hart Lane and that last game when, oh, when mate, Man I, United, yeah. it was such, yeah. I, like, don't you think we should, like, that should have been the season that we won the league. Like, that, everything was yeah, so, yeah. it was such, like, we didn't, we we, we only dropped, what, two, like, we, we, drew, we won 17 and drew two, didn't we, of those 19 games. Yeah. We went unbeaten the whole season in that stadium. Yeah. If our away form had been like as good as now, now, we would have pissed yeah, that we, league, wouldn't we? Yeah, we'd have walked it. Oh. it was, it's just putting it all together. We've managed mm. to put together the home form. Now we've got the away form. Now let's have our stadium and do both. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Marty says, with Chelsea going out and signing Pulisic, I don't know how to say that kid's name. Is it Pulisic? Pulisic, Pulisic? yeah. Pulisic. Pulisic, maybe. I, yeah, I'm not sure. 
the American kid. He's twenty. American I, don't kid, know, yeah. I can't pronounce his name. Uh, for fifty-eight million, should we be a bit depressed that we're being linked with a winger from Hull? <laughs> sorry, <laughs> um, sorry. One of our admins, Dan, is from that area of the country, and. When I first said to him about the link, he generally was just like, what? <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I know he's a decent enough player. Yeah, I know. And that's, I know you're not being disrespectful to Jared Bowen, who we've been linked to. But um, no, to be honest with you, I'm, what Chelsea do is different to us. Chelsea would just throw money at things. And I've got to be honest with you, they're spending $58 million on a player who's 20 years old. So, in theory, it's a cracking investment because he's got the next 10 years plus yeah, of his course. career. At the same time, they're going to increase their exposure in the US, which is a good thing, um, you know, because Chelsea, we, we, you've kind of outdone them in the US, uh, but Chelsea are going to use this to help them try and get more of a footing. And they've got a couple of players like Willian and Pedro, both 31, um, so it's kind of a long-term replacement for them. But he's on the bench for Dortmund. I mean, Dortmund are laughing their asses off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we offered twenty million. Apparently, we were in for him, and we were looking at like twenty to twenty-five. And Dortmund were just like, no. Well, of course they said no. And the idiots like Chelsea are going to spend best part of sixty million of pounds on him. Yeah. And the funny thing is, he's being kept out of the team by a young Englishman, Jaden yeah, Sancho. Of course. Yeah. Mm. And you got Chelsea there with a youngster in a doy who's a phenomenal young player, and that kid must be thinking, "What the hell? Bayern Munich want to sign the kid for like twenty million? That's how highly rated he is across Europe." A doy, mm. and Chelsea are signing in someone for sixty million, and willing to bomb this kid out. Wow. I, I can't, I can't get my head right. It's, it. I'm it's, like, it's, what it's money is that needs wrong to, with that club? It's money that needs to be spent, Sam. <laughs> oh well, yeah. There you go, money laundering. <laughs> Uh, but that's a different thing. Uh, to be honest with you, Marty, going back to your original question, no, my friend, I'm not bothered by that because we signed Deli Alley for five mil and he's better than Ozil. Exactly. So. Yeah. Uh, Luella Harris says, uh, first thing, Ericsson contract. Well, we've we've discussed that, Luella. So I hope you don't mind. We move on with that. Uh, Pock mentioned the possibility of Gazaniga becoming the Spurs' number one goalie. What are the chances of this? I think the chances are good if he keeps his form. He keeps focused. Uh, he just turned 27, so he's now at his peak for goalkeeping. Really. Uh, I think he needs to keep pushing Hugo. Uh, I think he's going to start tomorrow. Uh, hopefully, he'll play very well. Um, what about you, mate? You yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. I, you know, it's, it's well documented on previous podcasts of my criticisms of him. But from what I've seen of him playing for us, he's brilliant. Like you know, yeah. he seems to have really, he seems to have really um, developed developed under Pochettino. Yeah. And what one thing I love about him, which is something that Hugo lacks, is his uh, distribution. His distribution is excellent, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, uh, Tony Jimenez, I think, is the goalkeeping coach. Mm. Uh, he's done a phenomenal job with yeah. all of the keepers. Uh, the last thing is, if form goes, who's the best goalie to replace him? I, now, I, I've got a little bit of insider knowledge on hey, this. Here we go. Yeah, do I reveal this? Go yeah, for it, yeah, mate. Go on, right, no one tell anyone, all right? <laughs> everyone, this is just between me, you, and everyone listening. Um, we are looking for a older... English or classed as homegrown goalkeeper to be our third choice. Now, Pochettino wants three goalkeepers who are experienced. And the reason why he wants that is because he fears if you promote an academy keeper too soon and you throw them in at the deep end, they might not ever recover from that. Goalkeeper is quite a specialist position. He'd yeah. much rather goalkeepers at like nineteen twenty go on loan and get games. You know, if they go on loan and they get thrashed 6-0 past them, and they're playing on loan, they can recover from that. If they concede six against Man City at Wembley, <laughs> yeah, and the story, fans yeah. are on them, you know, it's a big different story. So he wants a third choice, and we need to change the ratio on our squad for homegrown players, and the third choice goalkeeper would be just a perfect way of doing that. Mm -hmm. So the club are actively trying to find one. That's why Chelsea signed Rob Green, wasn't it? That's exactly yeah. why Chelsea signed Rob Green. Mm. And Rob Green makes a good bit of money for he that does, deal. Yeah. <laughs> um, so next one is Joshua Mills says, Are we realistically able to win the league this season without any new signings? What are our chances if we do? Who would be the better choices? Um, oh, so, 
I mean, do we have a chance? Yes. Uh, would I class it as realistic? No. Um, do I think if we were to strengthen in January, and I mean by strengthen, sign someone of note, then yeah. Uh, do I think we will? No. <laughs> um, My thoughts exactly. If we, yeah. if we like, if we so, let's say, for example, we sign Zaha, it's yep. not going to happen. Nope. But say it did happen, yep. then I think we'd have a good chance of winning the league. Agreed. Yep. But but we yep. not we can't we're not going to and we can't so it's no. it's one it's one of those ones I think we I personally think that it will be between Man City and Liverpool and I think we'll make I think we'll make the top four and I actually think we might finish yeah. third. Here here's here's the thing that I I keep in mind at the moment and I don't know about anybody else but we have got games against both Man City and Liverpool to come. Mm-hmm. If we stay within striking distance, if you like, we stay within the six points or margin. It is in our hands to have a shot at a title. Of course it is, yeah. Do you see what I mean? We've got yeah. games against both of them. So it will be in our hands to do it. If we can keep that, I think we've done brilliantly. Mm-hmm. Genuinely, I think if we can keep in amongst it and it be in our hands. No, we might not win those games. You know, it's at Anfield, etc. And that's fine. But if it's within our hands to do it, then we got then we got a shot. And that's why we got a chance. Because... Six points behind them, we win both those games, and all of a sudden we are properly in the mix. Yeah. All you need is for them to have us slip, and we know how easily that's happened in the past. Except for Leicester, of all bloody people. <laughs> um, Mark Corder just says he's hoping for a top four. Uh, we have to travel to both the Etihad and Anfield. Um, we'll have to get our share of draws at some point. No, we won't. No, we're, we're just going to go the, the whole season. season. Uh, and finally, Alpash Patel says uh, we need to batten down the hatches, get players who are irreplaceable signed to longer deals. Um, we definitely need to sign some up-and-coming talent, uh, especially homegrown, to enrich the squad. Remember our my word on yeah, squad enrichment. That's Alpash's that. big thing. Squad <laughs> I enrichment. It. I do love that. Yeah. Someone needs to tell Levy we need squad enrichment. <laughs> I, no, no, don't tell him that because he'd, he'd he'd set them all up on stocks and shares. He just yeah, enrichment. Oh, I'll sort them out. No, we need new players. You jackass. Um, yeah, I. Yeah, I we we do we do need to bring in uh, mostly because signings don't just generate buzz with the fans; it generates buzz within the squad. A new face, a new emphasis. Someone coming into training, like you know, bat out of hell. I I want to win my place in this team. Everyone else going, oh bloody hell, we signed somebody. What's that about? Remember that? Yeah, yeah. There's there's a new guy here. When did that happen? Um, <laughs> yeah, it just it generates a bit of a buzz. If you could sign a guy like Saha, it would generate buzz oh, everywhere. Yeah. If you could sign a Jared Bowen, it would generate a lot of stick and abuse. Um, but if the kid comes in and performs, who gives a crap? Yeah. Um, we, we just—I I think we, we need to—we need to. I know I say what we need and what I expect, but we need yeah. to sign a, a player—a player who. Will just come into the squad and just live, light the light the place up, you know. The, yeah, and, and I I've been asked to remind you that we've gone double or quits on the tattoo. By the way, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm not going to tell you who asked me to remind you, but I know she said know. <laughs> <laughs> she said that you have to remember that you went double or quits, and and she gets the pick. I don't, I don't know what enough. that means. I'll go it's going to be, I'll it's gonna be it. a pole dancer. No. <laughs> <laughs> or, or a train, I don't know why, but um, yeah, uh, some excitement, some buzz, something to lift everybody, mm. something for you know, a deadline day, Van der Vaart yes. kind of just something that everybody yes. goes, wow, yes, and like the whole wheel suddenly just like, and don't get me wrong, like you know, we're playing well at the moment, and like I yeah. feel like excited yeah. at the moment, but we just need something to make us all just, yeah, go wow, yes, the buzz, like you know, the yeah. buzz from it, that's exactly what we yeah. need into the new stadium, brand new. Yeah. Yes. and all of a sudden we're all just like wow this yeah. is it yeah. and then we get like dicked by somebody but yeah, who cares <laughs> Hooray! Um, so the, the next part of the podcast is going to be uh, something that we're going to do each week during the January window um, whether we do it again in the summer uh, I don't know because we're going to take a bit of a break in the summer because there is obviously no World Cup and People are probably sick of us, but right now we are going to do a transfer roundup. It's going to be a weekly thing. 
it's going to be here on the podcast. I'm then going to uh, clip it and put it on the Facebook page for everybody to listen to. Now, when I do a transfer roundup, it is impossible for me to read out to you every single story from the news relating to us, okay? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through all of the crap, which I do anyway, because that's kind of what I do with Revolved to the Page, etc., and try and pick out the ones from uh, more reputable, and I say reputable whilst laughing, so (laughs) uh, the more reputable journalists and stuff that seems to be some accuracy to it. Now, I put this together earlier today, and the very first one on here is Hull's Jared Bowen, who recently turned 22. He's a forward. He can play wider in the middle. He scored 11 league goals this season, and there's a lot of rumours that we're looking to buy him for a fee around 15 million. Then in the press conference today, Pochettino said, who? I only heard about this kid yesterday when I read his name in the paper. We're linked with hundreds of players, every window. Yeah, he just kind of shrugged off. Now, either he's being super cool, or the club are trying to sign him without the manager knowing. That's worse, by the way. That's a lot worse. Or genuinely, this is a link that's come out of nowhere and the manager's just like, who? Yeah. Um, if we do sign him now, that's going to be awkward, though. Um, <laughs> so let me run through this. Uh, that was Jared Bowen. The rumour's everywhere. Everyone's heard that. The next one's Vincent Janssen. Has held talks with Celtic. He even attended a game as their guest with a view to move into Scotland in January. Sky Sports have rubbished this, saying that neither party, you know, want to do a move or anything like that. But he was there. He was at the game. And it would appear from a few people with ties to Tottenham that Tottenham's belief is he is having talks seriously about moving there. So Sky Sports have rubbished it. We'll have to wait and see if anything happens with that. Uh, George's Kevin Unkudu is being linked with multiple clubs in France. However, Spurs are going to have to take a massive hit on what we bought him for. Clubs are offering about three million quid for him. Um, that much? Yeah, yeah. So to be honest with you, I'd snatch their hands off and let the guy go. But this is Daniel Levy. Daniel Levy, of course, won't like taking that much of a hit. So. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, the next one is Moussa Dembele. Moussa Dembele no. is, is leaving this no. summer. His agents already have the ability to discuss with moves with clubs outside of England as of the 1st of January because he only has six months left on his deal. He wants to move to a less demanding league. It's kind of well known. Uh, it's been like that for about a season or so. Uh, his likely destination is to China or the MLS in America. Um, the club, however, want to sell him this window to avoid him leaving for free in the summer. The player is quite happy to run his contract down, though, so it's kind of in the hands of the player. If the club get a deal for him and the player decides, nope, I'm staying because I'll earn a fortune by moving on a free, then that's kind of up to him. There's not a lot we can do. Mm. Next one, and this is the one everyone's going to really hate. Barcelona are set to make a move for Christian Eriksen now that contract talks have stalled. Barcelona believe that they could lure him away for a hundred million, but they'll have to wait until the summer, as their thinking is if the uncertainty over the manager continues, he will be more likely to leave. Jackasses. <laughs> that. Uh, only two more. Uh, Paris Saint Germain are said to be willing to. Pay thirty million for Toby Alderweireld in January. The French club are willing to pay the fee now to get a stealer march on rivals who are hoping to activate his clause for twenty-five million in the summer. It is believed that Tottenham will make one final attempt to sign Toby to a new deal. If he doesn't agree it, they may well greenlight him leaving January, not the summer. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm. And the last one because this one makes me laugh, is a quote from the agent of Adrian Rabiot of Paris Saint-Germain. His agent has said, the player has no interest in joining Tottenham as that club is below his level. Yeah, he can go and do do one, can't he? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So uh, in the words of our forefathers to the French... Go fucking go. Yeah. You might need um, a beat machine for that, Sam. I definitely need the beat machine back. Yeah. If I'm going to work on my Anglo French relations, I'll need the beat machine. So um, that's it. That's the transfer roundup. Thank you for listening. Um, 
that's it, I think, mate. I think we're, we're done. done. We? Yeah, I've yeah, enjoyed that this. Was, yeah, that was that was kind of it. I, yeah. um, a big thank you to everybody for listening again. Uh, this is the first one of 2019, episode 31, I think, which yep. is frightening. <laughs> uh, episode 32 will be next week. I think it's going to be me and you again. Genuinely don't know, but you'll have, have to tune in to find out. <laughs> uh, we'll do another transfer roundup. I'm also going to talk the youth teams and the ladies next week with some updates on their games and what's to come because they will have a bit of a break for Christmas and New Year. But the games for the first team are just thick and fast. By the time we talk next week, we would have had the FA Cup game, we'd have had the League Cup semi-final, and we'll be looking forward to Manchester United because all of the press are going to love that. <laughs> Yay! Uh, but yeah, big thank you to everyone listening. Thank you for joining me as always, Matt, and I'll speak to you next week. Take care, mate. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. Be sure to join over 50,000 other Spurs fans on our Facebook page at Spurs News. Until next time, come on, you Spurs. And remember, to dare is to do.